You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for October 6th. When Blade Runner came out in 1982, it left a lot of open-ended questions that had sci-fi fans arguing for years. Decades later, a sequel finally came out to sort of answer some questions, and then just ask some more. Ambiguity abounds. Blade Runner 2049 had its wide U.S. release on this day in 2017. Blade Runner 2049 picks up 30 years after the events of the original film in, well, 2049. The bioengineered humans known as replicants are still around, and much like the earlier film, they're still essentially slaves with one big difference. The replicants in the original Blade Runner had a limited lifespan of four years, which led to the replicant rebellion that drove the plot of the 1982 film. In the sequel, the newer Nexus 8 and Nexus 9 replicants enjoy longer lifespans, or at least as long as their owners desire. One such replicant, Kay, played by Ryan Gosling, is employed by the LAPD as a Blade Runner, hunting down and retiring, aka killing, rogue replicants. After retiring a replicant at a protein farm, Kay discovers a buried box containing the remains of a female replicant with evidence that she had given birth. Kay is ordered by his superior to find and retire the child. And this is where the film starts pulling at strings that lead back to the original film. It turns out the buried female replicant is Rachel, the replicant played by Sean Young in 1982, and Kay's investigation runs him right into former Blade Runner Deckard, with Harrison Ford reprising the role. Kay is then caught up in corporate intrigue, replicant resistance, double crosses, and the secrets buried in his own past. With, of course, the constant question of who is a replicant and who isn't, mirroring the larger existential question of what humanity even means in the first place. And also a bunch of awesome action scenes and incredibly memorable sci-fi aesthetics. We're looking at you, giant holographic Ana de Armas. So, how did this sequel finally come about, and after decades of waiting, how did fans react? More on that in a few. The biggest obstacle leading up to a Blade Runner sequel wasn't a renegade space android or a mad scientist. It was the classic Hollywood nemesis, licensing. After three decades of disputes, a window finally opened. A reboot was still off the table, but derivative works, including a sequel, would be allowed. Originally, Ridley Scott was signed on to direct, but he had to drop out to direct the newest film in the Alien series. Granted, it must be tough to decide which of your genre-defining franchises to return to, but at least he stuck around to oversee the production as executive producer. The directing helm was then handed over to relative newcomer Denis Villanueva. The film's theatrical release was paired with content specifically created for VR, titled Blade Runner Revelations, to further blur the line between what is real and what isn't. But what is very real is that Blade Runner 2049 didn't perform terribly well at the box office, likely due to its almost three-hour runtime. But critics and audiences alike loved the film, which is no small accomplishment considering the cult status of the original. The film was praised not only for its stylish cinematography, but for the way that it faithfully continued the Blade Runner story while introducing some new threads to follow. 
Which leads us to the future of Blade Runner. Plans for a third film fell apart, likely due to 2049's weak showing at the box office, but you can't keep a good replicant down. The animated series Blade Runner Black Lotus premiered in 2021, and a new live-action series called Blade Runner 2099 is in development at Amazon Studios, which will take place 50 years after the events of Blade Runner 2049, which makes sense because that's how math works. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for October 26th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.